les Chinois entrent avec les engins, ils commencent à travailler sans ton avis. Chinese companies mining for gold in the forests of Cameroon, Central Africa. They do it with excavators and motorized pumps. It's a profitable business, but local miners say they can't compete, and their own government has abandoned them. Digging, crushing, panning. Artisanal gold mining is backbreaking work. They do it by hand. Yes, it's called artisanal mining. In Narma's village in eastern Cameroon, they've been mining like this for generations. Here they're crushing the stone. Okay, what for? To extract the gold. It's the first step. After gathering the stones at the mine, they bring them here for crushing, then they take them to the mills. Down at the river, the women pan the gold to separate it from the sand. They put mercury in with the sand. Where is the mercury? That's the mercury rolling around the bottom. The gold sticks to the mercury. Some of the men use a sluice gate to do the same thing. The gold-mercury mixture is then heated. He takes the gold mixed with the mercury and it turns yellow. Then he takes the raw gold to the buyer. For Firmin, it's not a good day. 0.17 grams of gold, 2,300 francs. On a good day, he earns five times that. Firmin and his colleagues live in a makeshift camp next to the site. And just up the hill, some new arrivals. Who is mining up on the hill? It's a Chinese company. Are they on your land? They're on land belonging to locals. Have they paid any compensation? No, they haven't paid any compensation. They say that the Cameroonian government put them on the land. They use machines while the villagers work by hand. There have been tensions. On 15th November, the Chinese and the locals got into an argument. The locals came to demand their share of the mine. One of the Chinese opened fire, killing one of the villagers. The other villagers responded and killed the Chinese guy. How did they kill him? They stoned him to death. As I leave the camp, another excavator heads to the Chinese mine. Narma warned us the mine near his village won't let us in, so we try another one. The operation is essentially the same, digging, then using water to separate the gold from the sand. It's a new style of mining the Chinese have pioneered in Cameroon. It's called semi-mechanized, somewhere between the artisanal mining of the locals and the kind of industrial mining practiced by multinationals. We see them training a Cameroonian, and we want to ask how many locals they employ. But in the end, it's not possible. From Yaoundé? From who, who in Yaoundé? Yeah, the, the person in charge of the company. The soldiers guarding the mine say it's OK, but the interpreter insists. Yeah, 
Bonjour. At the entrance to the mine, there's a camp of artisan miners. Bonjour. A young woman tells us the mine belongs to her and her brother. It's my father's land. He died. And now my brother and I are in charge. Their claim is based on local tradition, though. They have no official paperwork, no documents either, for the mining licenses they sold to other locals. I didn't even have time to start digging. Filbert says he paid 250,000 francs for the license and got a loan of 2.5 million to start working. Even if you've already started mining, the Chinese turn up with their machinery and start working without even asking. We haven't received any compensation. When they finished building their camp, we came to find the interpreter to explain what the problem was. He said he couldn't do anything. We had to talk to the head office in Yaoundé. If I wanted to get my land back, I had to call Yaoundé. But the capital is far from the isolated eastern region. Twelve hours drive away, nine by highway and three by dirt road. Filbert takes us to another mine to see if we can learn more. We go in with a community leader called Honoré, but it doesn't look good. Okay. Your papers are in order, but we need an interpreter present, someone who speaks Chinese. We say we don't need an interpreter, but it's still no good. I can't help you. Go talk to the ministry, to the police in Ngura, to the sub-prefect. He'll bring you. He'll bring you. Afterwards, Honoré is disgusted. We're being treated like thieves. We were born here. Our parents are from here. Our wives and our mothers, we all grew up here. It hurts when we're told we can't go there, whether it's Chinese people or Cameroonians from outside. And there's a cost to the land itself. We depend on the land. Just look at the color of the water. We used to drink that water. What's in the water? It's dirty, from the products they use in the mines. Like what? Like mercury. When the Chinese have extracted a certain amount of gold from a mine, they abandon it. That can be dangerous. Animals and children can fall down the steep sides, or they can cave in. That's what happened here in Ngoe Ngoe the day before New Year's Eve. We've arranged to meet survivors, but when we arrive, the families aren't there. Just the village chief, his secretary, and another man. Do you work for the village? For the local government? Listen. Someone has been making calls. The sub-prefect says you need to wait for the chief. He'll explain. I'm going to call him. Do you understand? But I have to find out what happened. Inside the mine, I find someone who's willing to talk. The Chinese left on the 29th of December. People showed up that same night to start work. There was a landslide. Earth came pouring from this side. Onto people? Yes, onto people. They died. Did someone try to save them? Yes, but it was no good. We dug their bodies out of the ground. That's what happened. 
How many bodies? Nine bodies. Nine people. Back in the village, the chief and his deputy tell us the mine's owner had made promises. She promised to build a school and a well and to pay salaries for me and my deputy. According to the Cameroonian constitution, gold in the ground belongs to the state, to the Cameroonian people. Has your village seen the benefits of the mining going on around it? Zero. They've done nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing, not a thing, nothing at all. You are talking about the Chinese, but what about the government? They take 15%. The state makes money, but we get nothing in the villages. Back in Narma's village, Carmelo Fibadi is setting up for what he calls an awareness meeting. We try to make local communities aware of the importance of documenting the facts. He works for an NGO that is setting up local monitoring committees. The committees collect information on the ground and take photos to document the facts. What kind of information? What kind of photos? Fields that have been destroyed, land devastated by companies without financial compensation. Like this photo, for example. It shows the environmental damage. A community leader sent me the photo via WhatsApp. If we need to lodge a complaint, for example, or file legal proceedings with the Ministry of the Environment, we could use this photo as proof. Carmelo starts with a short film. L'association Forêt et Développement Rural, FODER, a dénombré 34 personnes décédées dans les sites miniers ouverts et abandonnés. Parmi les morts, des enfants. Then he addresses the villagers in their local pigeon. Premier mon entendé, hindi monete yakfet hindi nuti, en ba photo, aeninga mo ba photo ban kini bonago. He tells them about their rights and how to insist on getting them. The chief is impressed. Does anyone have another question to ask? What is crucial is documentation. As long as you have documented the facts, then it is possible, maybe even certain, that there will be compensation. You have to go to the administration with proof. I'm providing you with knowledge. I tell you what you have to do. I won't go to see the minister. You're the one who has to take the initiative. I try to see the local representative of the mining ministry. He agrees to see me, but then gets called to Yaoundé. So I follow him to the capital. We were told that the Minister of Mines would give us an interview, but finally we were seen by the Director of Mines and five other officials. They promised to give us all the information we needed for this report, but they told us we made the request for the Minister too late and he was not available. With little help forthcoming from Yaoundé, back in Longo Mali, Narma sees only one way forward. Do you think that in the future local